The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. Jesus sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed. And after three days, rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning back and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world but to lose their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Back in the early 1980s, had you asked me what my favorite movie was, was Officer and a Gentleman. Love that movie. And for those of you who didn't see it millions of times like me, just to remind you, what I loved about the movie wasn't really about Zach Mayo, who's trying to become a fighter pilot, but the subplot about Deborah Winger, whose character's name I don't remember, but she was one of the town girls working in the factory and the drill sergeant warned the fighter pilots that the town girls would come over and try to get them to marry them because this was their way out of working in this horrifying factory situation. And so the men set up their resistance against these women and the women would get dressed up and they'd come and they had dances and all of that. But the climax for me in the movie was when Deborah Winger's working in the factory and she's got her flannel shirt on and her hair's all screwed up with the handkerchief and the jeans and in walks Richard Gere in his dress white uniform and he walks over to her and he scoops her up in his arms and the music is swelling in the background, you know, and then she just carries her out of the factory and you're like, oh! <laughs> I feel sorry for the men. <laughs> you know, how do you live into that, you know? Oh, it's just like, oh. So anyway, <laughs> I refer to that as my Deborah Winger moment, you know, and we all kind of wish for a moment like that where in the midst of maybe a difficult or suffering situation that somebody comes in, obviously would have to look like Richard Gere and have dress whites on and pick us up and get us out of the situation. And in today's gospel, 
Peter thought he was going to have his Deborah Winger moment. It's in the middle of Mark's gospel, and he's been watching Jesus. Here's this man. He's healing people. He's feeding people. He's compassionate. He's loving. And they're walking along, and Jesus says, who do people say that I am? And they give a couple of things that people are saying, but Peter knows who Jesus is. He knows. And finally, he turns to Jesus, and he says, you're the Messiah. Now, at this point, Jesus says, doesn't say anything. He tells him to keep it quiet. And then when they get to where they're going, he sits down with the disciples, and he kind of says, this is what being a Messiah is about, that I'm going to suffer greatly and be killed. And then he says, and I'll rise in three days, but I don't think they hear past suffer greatly and be killed. And all of a sudden, their hope Peter's hope for the Messiah, somebody who's going to come in and swoop them out of this Roman oppression where people are suffering and dying and are in poverty, that moment has been dashed. There is no Deborah Winger moment. Jesus is saying, I'm going to suffer greatly and be killed. Now, talk about disappointing. This is more of a Norma Ray moment, a Sally Field moment. So for those of you who remember that movie, same situation for there, there's a woman in a factory. But nobody's coming in in a dress white uniform and sweeping her up and taking her out. And she's working in a factory, where a textile factory, where things are really bad. It's very bad working conditions. They're not getting paid anything. They're in a terrible cycle and rut of poverty. Instead of being rescued, what Norma Ray does, and this is based on a true story of a woman with a different name, is that she begins to figure out that this situation has to change. And so she goes about trying to help and change the situation, and she works about getting a union in, and, you know, it was the... The, the people from New York had come down to help, but they didn't quite know how to help, so she works, and she's, she's vilified for doing this. She ends up suffering. She gets arrested. She gets hauled out of the factory by the police and handcuffed and thrown into jail. Her own people are upset that she's trying to change some of these things and transform things. She suffers greatly in the transformation of this factory. This kind of savior is one who suffers along in place with the people. That is the kind of savior that Jesus is. That Jesus says further down, if you want to follow me, pick up your cross and follow me. For the disciples, that would have been a really horrifying statement because the cross meant execution. It means death. But Jesus, the Son of God, the, the man that has God fully expressed within him, is willing to die because what God is is love. And this is a self-giving love that's willing to die than to even persecute those who are persecuting him. That he willingly goes to his death because God loves us all, even those who tried to kill Jesus, or who did kill Jesus. 
It's a self-giving love. Now, fortunately for us, we are not called as Christians to, to die, but we're called to this self-giving love. We're called to be with those who are suffering. We're called to be present in love in places where people need a savior. And we all know that Hollywood does a wonderful job of portraying getting plucked up and out. But that's not what it's like in the real world. In the real world, we have to go and work hard in order for things to become transformed. We had the anniversary of September 11th this past Friday. And my son, who's starting at MCC, is 26, so he was 18 when, uh, at, and, at Cortland when the plane hit the World Trade Center. And he remembers it very vividly, but he said he was sitting in his mass communication class and the professor was talking to the students about what your memories were of 9-11. He said most of the kids in the class were 10. And their memories of 9-11 are very, very different than probably most of us. We still can conjure that up. I was supposed to be in the Twin Tower that day and had not gone. But my friends had gone, and I knew uh, a software vendor, they did a mass storage show, and they were in the second tower when the first tower got hit, and um, they decided to go down the fire escape, and the guy was blind, and he had a seeing eye dog, and all the firemen coming up the stairs offered water and help to him as he was going down. And he described it to me, because I was supposed to do the show with him and didn't go, and he was describing this to me, and he said, the love of those firemen, the concern that they had, knowing that they were risking their lives to go save people, has changed me forever. He said, I think about those people every day of my life because of their willingness to give of themselves in this self-giving love. Now, most of them did die, and God, we pray for their families, we continue to pray for their families, but it is an example of the kind of love that does exist in the world that is transforming, not the kind where people are swept up out of a situation, but the kind that keeps people in something until it becomes transformed. I often wonder what happened to those other women in the factory where Deborah Winger was. 